Hello, I'm Pastor Jimmy Smith, very thankful for this wonderful opportunity. I take it not for granted to talk about Jesus and to explain and expound the Holy Scriptures. We're in the Gospel according to St. John and chapter 4. Let's consider verse 20. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. What a great text as Jesus speaks to the woman at the well and speak to her concerning her worship and concerning her relationship with the living God. The very same thing that you and I should do, talk with people concerning salvation, concerning redemption, concerning how to become born again, how to become connected to our Creator. And we see Jesus, as he speaks to this lady, he says something profound. Note the text in verse 23 and 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We go to church to worship, but the Lord, he makes it very clear that in order to worship him, and in order for you and I to worship in a way whereby God will receive our worship, we see two particular criterias. With great simplicity, John, as he writes under the inspiration of God, he says that I must worship in the spirit. And then he says, I must worship in truth. And as we look at the term to worship God in the spirit, it speaks to us concerning salvation it speaks to us that I must be in the family of God. I must be saved. I must be born again. 
and one of the indicators that we indeed are the people of God is the indwelling Holy Spirit. And we know and understand that we receive the Holy Spirit at the moment of accepting Jesus Christ. And we know that what it means to accept Jesus Christ is the biblical principle and standard concerning how to become saved, how to become born again, how to become redeemed. And so if I'm not worshiping God in the spirit, or if I do not have the Holy Spirit, it is because I'm none of his. And so it doesn't matter how much singing I'm doing. It doesn't matter how much preaching. It doesn't matter how many amens I get. If the Spirit of God has not indwelt me, that by itself reveals and means that I am not born again. And therefore, I really cannot come to God and worship him in a manner that he will receive my worship. And so to worship in the spirit means I must be born again. We understand based on Ephesians in chapter 1 and verse 13, what a great text that is. It speaks to us concerning when we receive the Holy Spirit. This great passage here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, it says, In whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. After believing that Jesus is God, and believing that Jesus died on the cross, was placed in the grave and rose again from the dead. And after inviting Jesus Christ in, to come into my heart and save my soul, at that moment, God in the person of the Holy Spirit indwells the believer. At that moment, we become the people of God, the children of God, and the evidence of our salvation is the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so now, through the Spirit of God, we can worship God and God would receive our worship with great truth. We thank God too. And so with great clarity to worship in the spirit means I'm born again, I'm saved and the spirit of God has indwelt within me. And then it says to worship God in truth. Verse 24 again, St. John chapter 4 in verse 24, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit. And then it says, and in truth. The word of God is truth. The word of God is the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. To worship God not only means that I must be saved and born again, but I must worship him according to truth. I must worship him according to the Bible. And so we understand that when we pray, we must confess our sin. We understand that because truth says it in 1 John chapter 1, beginning in verse 7 uh, through 9. The reality of getting back in fellowship with God because of sin, we 
fall out of fellowship with God. And in order to get back in fellowship, the text says, I have to confess my sin and God would be faithful. He would be just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And without getting back in fellowship with God, we can forget about reaching God's ear in prayer. Note the text here we are in 1 John chapter 1 as we consider verse 8 and 9. And the Bible says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanse us from all sin. So to pray according to truth means to pray what the Bible says. And the Bible says to get in fellowship with God before we approach him in prayer. So we see the need to confess our sin, to acknowledge our sin, to call it what it is. And God said he would be faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. And then we pray according to truth. We pray according to the Bible. God is not going to do that which he said he would not do. He's not going to bless us to do the wrong thing. He's going to bless us to know him and to walk with him. And so as we think about answer to prayer, we're able to experience answer to prayer according to our text because of two things. Point number one, the indwelling Holy Spirit, denoting that I belong, denoting who I am, that I'm a child of God. And then to pray according to the Bible, to pray the word of God, to rehearse back to God what God already has said to us. We thank God also for the Holy Spirit who will pray on our behalf with groanings that we cannot utter. We're blessed, we're privileged to have this wonderful, powerful opportunity to meet God in prayer. Amen. I thank you.